On that cool December morning in 1878, sunlight lay like an amber rug across the dusty streets and adobe houses of Santa Fe. It glinted on the bright tile roof of the almost completed Chapel of Our Lady of Light and on the nearby windows of the convent school run by the Sisters of Loretto. Inside the convent, the Mother Superior looked up from her packing as a tap came at her door. It's another carpenter, Reverend Mother, said Sister Frances Louise, her round face apologetic. I told him that you're leaving right away, that you haven't time to see him, but he says... I know what he says, Mother Magdalena said, going on resolutely with her packing, that he's heard about our problem with the new chapel, that he's the best carpenter in all of New Mexico, that he can build us a staircase to the choir loft despite the fact that the brilliant architect in Paris who drew the plans failed to leave any space for one, and despite the fact that five master carpenters have already tried and failed... Uh, You're quite right, sister. I don't have time to listen to that story again. But he seems such a nice man, said Sister Frances Louise wistfully, and he's out there with his burrow, and I'm sure, said Mother Magdalena with a smile, that he's a charming man, and that his burrow is a charming donkey. But there's sickness down in the Santa Domingo Pueblo, and it may be cholera. Sister Mary Helen and I are the only ones who've had cholera, so we have to go. And you have to stay and run the school, and that's that. Then she called, Manuela. A young Indian girl of twelve or thirteen, black-haired and smiling, came in quietly on moccasined feet. She was a lovely girl, but she had never spoken. She could hear and understand, but the sisters had been unable to teach her to speak. Mother Superior spoke to her gently. Take my things down to the wagon, child. I'll be right there. And to Sister Frances Louise... You'd better tell your carpenter friend to come back in two or three weeks. I'll see him then. Two or three weeks? Surely you'll be home for Christmas. If it's the Lord's will, sister, I hope so. In the street beyond the waiting wagon, Mother Magdalena could see the carpenter, a bearded man, strongly built and taller than most Mexicans, with dark eyes and a smiling, wind-burned face. Beside him, laden with tools and scraps of lumber, a small gray burro stood quietly. Manuela was stroking its nose and glancing shyly at the owner. "'You'd better explain,' said Mother Superior, "'that the child can hear him, but she can't speak.' The man just nodded and smiled and patted the young girl on the head. The goodbyes were quick, the best kind when you leave a place you love, southwest and then along the dusty trail, the mountains purple with shadow, the Rio Grande a ribbon of green far off to the right. The pace was slow, but Mother Magdalena and Sister Mary Helen amused themselves by singing songs and telling Christmas stories as the sun marched up and down the sky, and their leathery driver listened and nodded. Two days of this brought them to Santa Domingo Pueblo, where the sickness was not cholera after all, but measles, almost as deadly in an Indian village, and so they stayed, helping the harassed Father Sebastian, visiting the dark adobe hovels where feverish brown children tossed and fierce Indian dogs showed their teeth. At night they were bone-weary. But sometimes Mother Magdalena found time to talk to Father Sebastian about her plans for the dedication of the new chapel. It was to be in April. The Archbishop himself would be there, and it might have been dedicated sooner were it not for this incredible business of a choir loft with no means of access unless it were a ladder. I told the bishop, said Mother Magdalena, it would be a mistake to have the plans drawn in Paris. If something went wrong, what could we do? 
but he wanted our chapel in Santa Fe patterned after the Sainte-Chapelle in Paris, and who am I to argue with Bishop Lamy? So the talented Monsieur Moulet designs a beautiful choir loft high up under the rose window and no way to get to it. Perhaps, sighed Father Sebastian, he had in mind a heavenly choir, the kind with wings. It's not funny, said Mother Magdalena a bit sharply. I prayed and prayed, but apparently there's no solution at all. There just isn't room on the chapel floor for the support such a staircase needs. The days passed, and with each passing day, Christmas drew closer. Twice, horsemen on their way from Santa Fe to Albuquerque brought letters from Sister Frances Louise. All was well at the convent, but Mother Magdalena frowned over certain paragraphs. The children are getting ready for Christmas, Sister Frances Louise wrote in her first letter. Our little Manuela and the carpenter have become great friends. It's amazing how much he seems to know about us all. And what, thought Mother Magdalena, is the carpenter still doing there? The second letter also mentioned the carpenter. Early every morning he comes with another load of lumber, and every night he goes away. When we ask him by what authority he does these things, he smiles and says nothing. We have tried to pay him for his work, but he will accept no pay. Work? What work? Mother Magdalena wrinkled up her nose in exasperation. Had that soft-hearted sister, Frances Louise, given the man permission to putter around in the new chapel? With firm and disapproving hand, the mother superior wrote a note ordering an end to all such unauthorized activities. She gave it to an Indian pottery maker on his way to Santa Fe. But that night the first snow fell, so thick and heavy that the Indian had to turn back. Next day at noon the sun rose again on a world glittering with diamonds. But Mother Magdalena knew that another snowfall might make it impossible for her to be home for Christmas. By now the sickness at Santa Domingo was subsiding, and so that afternoon they began the long ride back. The snow did come again, making their slow progress even slower. It was late on Christmas Eve, close to midnight, when the tired horses plodded up to the convent door. But lamps still burned. Manuela flew down the steps, Sister Frances Louise close behind her. And chilled and weary though she was, Mother Magdalena sensed instantly an excitement, an electricity in the air that she could not understand. Nor did she understand when they led her, still in her heavy wraps, down the corridor into the new as yet unused chapel where a few candles burned. Look, Reverend Mother, breathed Sister Frances Louise. Look! Like a curl of smoke, the staircase rose before them, as insubstantial as a dream. Its base was on the chapel floor, its top rested against the choir loft. Nothing else supported it. It seemed to float on air. There were no banisters, two complete spirals it made, the polished wood gleaming softly in the candlelight. Thirty-three steps, whispered Sister Frances Louise, one for each year in the life of our Lord. Mother Magdalena moved forward like a woman in a trance. She put her foot on the first step, then the second, then the third. There was not a tremor. She looked down, bewildered at Manuela's ecstatic upturned face, 
But it's impossible, she said. There wasn't time. He finished yesterday, the sister said. He didn't come today. No one has seen him anywhere in Santa Fe. He's gone. But who was he? Don't you even know his name? The sister shook her head. But now Manuela pushed forward, nodding emphatically. Her mouth opened. She took a deep, shuddering breath. She made a sound that was like a gasp in the stillness. The nun stared at her, transfixed. She tried again. This time it was a syllable, followed by another. Ho! Say! She clutched the Mother Superior's arm and repeated the first word she had ever spoken. Ho! Say! Sister Frances Louise crossed herself. Mother Magdalena felt her heart contract. Jose, the Spanish word for Joseph. Joseph the carpenter. Joseph the master woodworker of Jose. Manuela's dark eyes were full of tears. Jose. Silence then in the shadowy chapel. No one moved. Far away across the snow-silvered town, Mother Magdalena heard a bell tolling midnight. She came down the stairs and took Manuela's hand. She felt uplifted by a great surge of wonder and gratitude and compassion and love. And she knew what it was. It was the spirit of Christmas. And it was upon them all. You may see the inexplicable staircase yourself in Santa Fe today. It stands just as it stood when the chapel was dedicated in 1878, except for the banister, which was added later. Tourists stare and marvel. Architects shake their heads and murmur, Impossible. No one knows the identity of the designer-builder. All the sisters know is that the problem existed, a stranger came, solved it, and left. The 33 steps make two complete turns without central support. There are no nails in the staircase, only wooden pegs. The curved stringers are put together with exquisite precision. The wood is spliced in seven places on the inside and nine on the outside. The wood is said to be a hard fir variety, non-existent in New Mexico. School records show that no payment for the staircase was ever made.